0: You're listening to Nursing Review Radio. Improving the knowledge and capacity of community nursing and aged care staff to work with trans and gender diverse people will be the focus of a new project from the Royal District Nursing Service. I'm joined by Jacqueline Michael, RDNS's Manager of Diversity, who will be part of the team leading the project. Welcome, Jacqueline.
1: Thank you, Dallas.
0: What are some of the key issues that older trans and gender-diverse people face when accessing community care that you hope this will help to address?
1: Well, um, trans and gender-diverse people, um, as, as as the bigger population of LGBTI populations, have um, experienced um, some form of discrimination, you know, during their lives, and so when, in in their older age, when they they need to access aged care services, there's there's still that fear, of possible discrimination of um, you know, from from health professionals. So sometimes, uh, the ability to access and and the, choice to access services may may be um, self limited because of of that self stigma and that um, discrimination that's been experienced in in somebody's life. So um, I I think there are issues of access to services. There are issues of feeling safe um, when, particularly in one's home, when, um, you know, somebody comes to visit, um, uh, you know, people making judgment um, about one's, you know, gender orientation or sexual orientation. So there is, I think there is that um, inbuilt fear um, and um, you know, uh, fear of discrimination as a result of of, of life history. So I think they're, they're the main issues um, for people, uh, trans and gender diverse people who who need to access aged care services, particularly in, in in their own home. Yes.
0: How will the project begin to tackle some of these issues?
1: Okay. Well, we we conducted a um a, an organisation wide. Uh, LGBTI, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender and intersex self-assessment to determine how well we are catering for those population groups. Um, And we had many, many staff um, departments participate in that and we were able to find some really good things that we're doing at IDNS um, to ensure that we're providing equitable services to that group of um, people. But we also found gaps um, in our uh, systems, um, some improvements that we need to make. And as a result of that assessment, um, we we found that we needed, there, was, there were recommendations very specific to trans and gender diverse people um, that were highlighted um, for greater awareness, particularly around um, the nursing needs associated with wound management, continence and other aged care issues like um Dementia, um, so that self-assessment um, has really helped us to hone in and to identify the the very uh, clear um, priorities for RDNS over the next two years.
0: What are some of the unique aspects of caring for older people who are trans or gender diverse that professionals should be aware of?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, look, as as a society, we we in Australia, we, we actually don't know how many trans and gender diverse people we have in our community because of data collection pro- processes, you know, population um, data. We, we don't collect that data at RDNS either, And um, but we do know anecdotally that we do provide services to trans and gender diverse people, and we know that through our staff. Um, so. When, when you don't collect data about particular population group characteristics, they become a, a hidden group. Um, uh, so we, we now need to um, identify these populations, not through data collection. We're not proposing that we ask that question. But when somebody does disclose and wishes to disclose, we need to have policies around how we deal with that disclosure and privacy um, so that um, we can address those needs. Um, So we do know they're out there. We do know that we provide services to them. And I think nurses and aged care staff are doing the best they possibly can in in a system where, you know, there is a lack of policy, Uh, on this topic and a lack of practice, good practice samples. Uh, So there is room, there is a lot of room for improvement. You know, we're looking at two different types of population groups there and uh, one is um, people who have undergone gender reassignment surgery and who often require short-term or ongoing community nursing services. And there's a of course from individual to individual, but maybe related to, you know, wound management. Or, or continence issues, or other medical issues. In, in most instances, anecdotally, we know that this population group may be very isolated. May have been, um, may not have contact uh, with family and friends be, because of of the gender reassignment surgery and 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 the transition process for for whatever reason. Um, so that um, uh, you know they are a very very isolated, uh, marginalised. Um, group. The the other group is the uh, group that um, transitions non medically, but transitions through through voice and through dress, um, and um, through physical appearance, and uh, and that's quite challenging too. Our our we have a very remote workforce, and um, you know, we we look at continuity of service, but of course there needs to be a lot of handover of information and and all those issues of privacy, confidentiality, all need to be addressed in the in the improvements of our policy going into the future uh, for these for these people.
0: You aim to use client narratives to improve staff's general knowledge about health and wellbeing needs of trans and gender diverse people. What will this involve?
1: Okay, um, we're going to work with some of our trans and gender diverse clients. Uh, so, we're hoping to recruit some of them onto a small working group uh, together with representatives from organisations who specialise in working with trans and gender diverse people. Um, and together with our nurses and our aged care staff, we're going to look at client narratives or stories stories about the experiences of uh, trans and gender diverse people. These these client narratives um, are in existence already for other population groups. And now we're going to add uh, very trans and gender oriented stories uh, to these existing stories. Um, And what we hope to do is to then make these stories available to our education and learning centre Um, so that they're able to embed them into uh, both induction training for new staff and also for in-service training for staff that are already um, employed by the organisation, so that that way it becomes part of their regular uh, training, both induction and in-service training within the organisation. Now, there'll be electronic stories, so um, it could be a uh, a staff member retelling a person's narrative or it could be, um, if if it was possible, a transgender client actually telling their story, if, if that was possible, or telling somebody else's story.
0: You will also be developing some guidelines. W- what will this information cover?
1: Um, at this stage, um, you know, we'd be looking at information about... Um, Uh, privacy issues, confidentiality issues, uh, and and there'll be prompts, prompts for staff to consider issues when providing services to a trans and gender-diverse person. Um, It may be to do with um, what we do with information when somebody does disclose, um, how we manage it, how we store it, how we share it. Um, It may be prompts to do with... um, uh family and and friends you know who who are those people that are most important to um, individuals um, it may be to um uh prompt to do with assessment so how do we ask questions uh is are they checklists or are they conversations how we develop trust so lots and lots of different topics um but of course we we hope to learn from our transgender clients and the transgender Experts experts that are out there um, on what prompts are most important to consider when, when a staff member, when a nurse or a, an aged care worker is providing services to um, a trans and gender diverse person. And when that these, these are electronic guidelines. So when that person enters the organization, if they have um, self-identified as um, trans or gender diverse, then we're able to attach those guidelines to that client's client care record. And so no matter where that client goes to for service within RDNS, whether it's a social worker, a home care packages manager, a nurse, um, a specialist nurse with stomas, um, a diabetes nurse, whoever it is within the organisation, then these guidelines will follow that client and the guidelines will be available for that staff member when that staff member needs that self-directed education. So they're only prompts. They're not going to answer all the questions, but they will help our staff um, to deal with the most important issues that, that may be relevant to that individual.
0: Thank you for your time, Jacqueline.
1: Thank you, Dallas.